0: Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about webinar software. I'm not necessarily going to tell you what tools to use, although we might mention a few, because there are a lot out there and I haven't tried them all. So to be fair, I can't really recommend one over the other in general. What I'm going to walk you through are the steps for evaluating which platform might work best for you based on what you need it to do. At the time of recording, there has been a significant uptick in the number of people doing videos, live streams, and webinars due to the global pandemic, which shall not be named because on one hand, I'm super sick of it. But on the other hand, I do realize that we need to acknowledge what is happening in the world. So with that said, here is what we're going to cover in this episode. So first, do you really need webinar software or just online meeting software? And what is the difference between the two? What do you need the webinar platform to integrate with? Or alternatively, what tools are you missing? That you need the webinar software to do for you. Then how tech savvy are your participants? Do they need to be able to watch on mobile devices or just desktop? And how is your internet connection? Because that can factor into what tool you might want to use. Then will you need people to break out into smaller groups during the webinar? Do you need to be able to track analytics, like how long people stayed? uh, Who showed up? Who didn't show up? Are you going to be selling during your webinar? And will you be sending a replay to participants? This list is by no means exhaustive, but these are kind of the, the common ones that either people struggle with or they ask me about Or they tend to be the top things that people need to know because there's some some common elements around what people typically tend to do with webinars. So let's jump right in because we have a lot to cover. Let's talk webinar software versus online meeting software. Um, This was mixing up a lot of people who aren't experienced with online meetings. They... They hear the word webinar, and they just assume that's a blanket term for any, any sort of video thing that you do online. So the easiest way I can break it down for you, um, because when I ask people, do you need meeting style or webinar style? And they go, I don't know what the difference is. So the, the main difference between the two is a meeting is where everyone is on screen Yes, there might be someone presenting, but everyone's camera is on. They're they're in the meeting as participants. They can they can be on screen. They might even be able to share their screens with everyone else in the meeting. They can talk like there's audio talk, and so that kind of meeting style is one where you might there might be a chat feature, but you might not really need it. It's everyone together on a video call, like if you were sitting around a table in person. A webinar, (laughs) webinar style is more where there's just one, sometimes two people presenting um, and everyone else is just viewing and then giving feedback, asking questions in the chat. So a webinar is where the participants are view only and are communicating with you via chat meeting style is where everyone is in the is in the meeting they have video they have audio so that's that's the main difference uh so that's a big one to to consider when you're trying to figure out what software you need because if you really do just need online meeting software then you actually have even more possibilities because there are tools out there that are just for online meetings then there are tools out there that do webinars and online meetings so if you just need online meetings uh you have way more possibilities but also um on one hand you have way more possibilities on the other hand if you're confident that yeah it's just online meetings that i need i don't need any of the webinar stuff then the the good news for you is that probably you won't have to spend as much. And there's probably even going to be some free solutions out there for you. So that's the one thing to think about. So if you've gotten this far in this episode, and you're like, oh, I just need online meeting, then I invite you to keep listening, just in case you're going to do webinars in the future. Um, but if you're really confident that you don't need any of the webinar stuff at this point then i invite you to stop this episode and um, go check out some of the other episodes i have about videos or live streaming (laughs) not to shoo away my listeners but the rest of this might not be helpful for you unless you do really intend on doing webinars so let's keep going so the next thing what do you need the webinar platform to integrate with or what tools are you missing that you might need the webinar software to do for you? And so three really common examples of this would be your email marketing. Um, so you might already have some an email platform and you need your webinar software to integrate with your existing email Platform, and you would do that in order to have people be added to a list, in order to send them reminders about the webinar, in order to send them follow up about the webinar. So, do you have email software uh, where you're you're already going to set it up in there, and you just need it to connect with your webinar platform, or do you need the webinar platform to do that for you? So, if you don't have any um, like commercial email service that you're using, then you need to look for webinar software that will do that for you, that it will send out those reminders and possibly send out replay notices. The reminders are probably the most important thing because if you don't remind people, um, you'll have a much lower show up rate. So then sort of in the same vein of that is... Uh, a sign-up form or a registration form with some sort of landing page. It might just be a form that's a really, really plain page, or you might have um, a more designed landing page. So is this something that you're going to be creating on your own website and you need that form to link back to your webinar software? Or maybe you uh, you don't have a website or you have a website, but you don't know how to make pages on it, maybe somebody else made it for you. uh, And you don't know how to um, put stuff on your website. So you need the webinar software to be able to generate some sort of landing page or a form that you can share with people. So think about that. And then, um, and we'll talk about selling a bit more later on. But if you are going to be using the webinar to sell something um, or if you actually need people to pay to access the webinar if it's some sort of paid class then you need some sort of payment or checkout software and maybe you have that already so you just need to make sure that uh, that it works with the webinar software that people can pay And then they get the link to the webinar. Or um, if you're selling on the webinar, that when you're done, that there is some sort of way for them to then easily go and purchase something. So think about those things. That's other, that's tech that either you might already have And you just need to make sure it's going to work with whatever webinar software you choose. Or if you don't have any of that, then maybe you need to look for a more all-in-one webinar platform that's going to do that stuff for you. All right. Then next, let's talk tech savviness. (laughs) So how tech savvy are your participants? So the reason why I bring this up is because there are some webinar platforms that from the participant perspective are um easier to use than others so typically there tends to be two big categories that webinar platforms fit into and and one is where the platform just runs in a browser and the other one is where the the person viewing or logging into the webinar has to download some little, um, it's called a client. Don't worry about that term, but they just, it'll, it'll prompt them to download something in order to be able to access and view the webinar. So when it, when it is a webinar platform, that's just running in a browser from the user's perspective it's sort of, it's much easier, right? It's frictionless. They just click a link and then they're viewing the webinar. They don't have to download anything. Um it's they might like they might not understand if if this is all new to them as well. Uh it might be that they think, you know, some malware or spam or something is trying to download to their computer. Um and so then they might ignore it and then complain that they can't access your webinar. <laughs> uh, they might be viewing it from uh, a computer that has increased like network security and it won't let them download that kind of thing. So think about your potential audience and how tech savvy they might be Uh if you need to use one of the tools that does require some sort of download, uh, then the best way to kind of anticipate potential issues is to make sure that you tell people about that on whatever page or form where they're signing up or in the email reminders that you're sending them. Make sure to say like, hey, when you go to log in, it'll prompt you to download this little thing and that's okay, please do that. Uh, that's That can mitigate that issue. The other part of that kind of tech techie piece is will your participants need to be able to watch on desktop or on desktop and mobile device? Will people be logging in um, from different devices? Because some webinar platforms have mobile apps and some don't. So or they do but they they have much less functionality than the desktop version. So again, think about your participants. Do you think you're going to have a lot of people uh logging in and watching from a mobile device? If you if you think you you will, then consider a platform that specifically has a mobile app for it. And it's not just desktop. So don't forget, don't forget to think about your users. Now, pivoting to you, back to you, um, let's talk about internet connection. So this is something that um, has always been an issue, but is an even bigger issue at this moment in history because so many so many more people are using up bandwidth uh doing video calls, doing live streams, and probably internet use in general is just up, so um if you're at home and there's four of you uh you know kids streaming, playing games, watching videos, and and you and your partner are both trying to work, then your household bandwidth <laughs> could become an issue. So when you're doing your webinar, or before you do your webinar, uh, consider your internet connection. Is it going to be strong enough? You can And you can test this out with a friend um, to just kind of set up a test webinar and ask them to log in and then you know, play around with things. How is the picture quality? If you are screen sharing something, um, is it pixelated and fuzzy? Is there a delay when you're moving from one slide to the next? Is there a delay in what you're showing on screen and your voice? Is your audio cutting in and out? A bad internet connection is going to cause all of those problems. And sometimes the internet, the bad internet connection is on the viewer's end. And so again, all you can do is give them the same kind of tips that you would do yourself when you're setting up and getting ready to actually do your webinar, which is like, is your, is your connection good? Um, are there other devices that you can turn off that are using up your bandwidth, but they don't need to be, uh, is it possible to ask other people in your household to not do certain things while you're doing your webinar? Are there programs that are running in the background on your computer that you could turn off during your webinar? The, the main culprits <laughs> for this would be things like Google Docs and Dropbox. If you have them um, syncing all the time, if those are running those will take up your bandwidth. So anything like that. Um, And then also, are you on Wi-Fi or are you able to use an Ethernet cable on the computer where you're doing the webinar from to have a more stable connection? So the reason why you want to think about your internet connection beyond all of that in terms of what tool you might use is because some tools, um, if it's just you as a talking head, all tools are probably going to be equal. But if you need to share something, like for example, a presentation, like a slideshow or a PDF, or you are, um, yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. So there are some tools where the only way to do that is to share your screen. Then there are other tools where you would actually upload your slideshow, or your PDF, or your documents, or images, whatever it would be, you would upload them directly into the webinar software, which means they would be stored like in your webinar. So performance-wise, those are going to do a lot better than if you're just sharing your screen. Now, those ones where you store your stuff inside the webinar uh, tend to be more enterprise solution base they tend to be a bit more expensive Uh, so if you have a good internet connection you probably don't need one of those if your internet connection is very very spotty then unfortunately you might have to invest in something where you can upload all your assets that you're going to present and that will that will mean that your users will have a much better experience Alright, so the next thing I wanted to look at is, will you need people to break out into smaller groups during the webinar? Now, if you're doing just kind of a presentation style, you might not need this. But if you're using your webinar to um, to teach, then you need to find something that allows you to create those breakout rooms. If you need people to, you know, okay, now form groups of four and discuss X, Y, Z. That is something, again, that more traditional webinar platforms aren't going to have because the kind of more popular traditional webinar platforms really are designed more with just presentations in mind. So if you need a bit more interactivity then you might need to go to a more pricey solution or (laughs) if this is the thing that is key for your webinar, you might actually have to go back to looking at online meeting software and figuring out um, because the online meetings, you'll probably find that functionality in those platforms and then you just have to figure out how to add in some of the other webinar functionality that you might need. Next, analytics. So, do you need to be able to track your stats? Are these important for whatever you're doing? So, if you um so if it's important for you to know how many people actually attended your webinar versus how many people signed up? Um, So that, that's kind of, that's called your, your show up rate, right? Alternatively, um, people who, who signed up, but didn't attend. So that's your no-show rate. Um, Practically speaking, these could be important because maybe you need to follow up with these people, but you need to send them different messages. And so you need to know who is who, so you can follow up with those people appropriately. Uh, another another thing you might want to track is how long people stayed in your webinar because if you're doing a webinar and by the end hardly anyone is left you've lost them along the way or maybe you've lost them it's good to know at what point you start losing people because that tells you you need to change something in your webinar so say you have a webinar that's half an hour and at the 10-minute mark, you lost almost everyone. So what were you doing from the beginning to the 10-minute mark that people were just then like, you know what? I'm out of here. This is not worth it. <laughs> if everyone stayed up to 25 minutes, and then at the 25-minute mark, maybe you said, okay, and now here's, and here's my pitch. And then absolutely everyone logged out. Then that tells you you didn't warm them up enough to be able to sell to them, they were really interested in the information you had for the first 25 minutes. But then as soon as you started to, say, to sell, they were like, nope, we're out. So there's something around your pitch <laughs> that needs to be adjusted or warming them up to that pitch. So those kinds of stats can be important if that's the information that's going to help you um, have a better webinar or to follow up with people in a more appropriate manner. And then speaking of selling, are you going to be selling on your webinar? If you are, how slick or smooth do you need that process to be? Um, because bare minimum, what you could do is, you know, you could be talking about your product that you're selling. Um, and you could pop a link for people to, to purchase it in the, in the chat part. Um so there's that option. Um but there are webinar platforms that have much more built-in selling features and so some of them you can actually set up like a sales button that you can then turn on during the webinar and it's just and it's a button that pops up on the screen um that people can actually click on and go to the page to buy. And then even beyond that, some of them have functionality where if people are buying during the webinar, something will actually pop up somewhere, Um, depending on what it is. It might be like in the chat feature. That's like an automated, oh my God, so-and-so just purchased. And then your product so that the people who are still in the webinar can actually, see other people are buying your stuff so it creates more excitement. That works in particular if you have what are called like fast action bonuses. So, if you are selling something but people have to buy it, they only get that bonus if they buy during your webinar. That's particularly effective for those, but you can just use it just for general hey, here's the button to go to the landing page to, to buy this thing. So do you need Do you need more built in sales functionality um the other nice thing about the webinar platforms that have that built in is then there are analytics that go along with that, right so you would be able to see so number one, how many people actually click that button because if they didn't, as opposed to just clicking a link that you put in in the chat box you can't you wouldn't be able to track that. But if you can see how many people click the button, that tells you, again, did you get them excited enough to possibly want to go buy your thing? Because if you saw no clicks on it, then again, you need to work on your pitch. Uh, Again, you can see how many people clicked and then actually purchased. So that's your conversion rate or how many people clicked and didn't purchase and then beyond that, um, you might be able to send customized follow-up to those people saying, you know, sort of similar to a cart abandonment thing. Like, hey, I noticed you didn't buy. Is there any more info I can give you or any questions you have? So do you need those selling features? And, and if you do, how, how advanced uh, do they need to be? And the last thing Uh, that's pretty common, are replays. So are you going to be sending a replay to people? And if you're going to be sending a replay, how much manual work do you want to do to get that replay set up? So what I mean by that is some platforms will, they'll save, well, almost all platforms, they'll save Uh, the replay or allow you to download it when you're done. So at least you have the video file. So some platforms will just give you the video file and then you have to do all the work to actually like, okay, put it up on a page so that you can share the link with people so they can watch the replay. Um, Other platforms will have a much more built-in process where the replay is automatically saved on its own landing page and all you have to do is go in and grab the link and then send that to people. Um, some platforms, they'll do that, and then they'll automatically just send the link to people, say, like, four hours after the webinar is over. It's just automated. Um, and then, do you need to send the replay to absolutely everyone? Or do you only want to send the replay to the people who didn't show up? Or do you want it to send it to everyone, but you want the messaging to be different, to the people who showed up versus the people who didn't. And a really simple example of that would be something like, so for the people who showed up, your email might say like, here's the link to the replay, just in case you missed something while you were taking notes or you want to re-watch or re-listen to it at your leisure. Then for the people who didn't show up, your email could say, hey, here's, hey sorry you missed the webinar today here's the link to watch the replay. You know, really simple um, example. So do you want that, again, do you want that to be really slick and kind of all built in, or do you want to just be given the video file, and then you have to do the work of, okay, putting it up somewhere, whether that's your website or an unlisted YouTube video or whatever it might be, and then creating the link or the landing page to be able to share that with people and then do you have to create those emails manually so think about how much work you need to go to so generally um and i'm sure this won't come as a surprise to anyone but the more um functionality that is built in and automated the more you're going to spend right But that also means that once you know how to learn, or once you know how to use the platform, the more time you're going to save going forward, because you won't have to do all of those kind of techie administrative tasks each time, you just have to set it up. If you are on a tight budget, there is going to be more manual pieces, or you just have to pare back your functionality to like the handful of things that you absolutely need for now and just um, do it that way for now. Done is better than perfect, right? And then as you get more comfortable with everything, then start to add in pieces. And at that point, you might be generating enough revenue from your webinars that you can start to invest in tools with more functionality. So that wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That is Brandy with an I, not a Y. And there you'll also find show notes and links to any resources I mentioned today. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week.